Beyond the Fairways. With PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Welcome into Beyond the Fairways. I'm Dan McLaughlin. That's Jay Delsing. And this kicks off what should be a great look at the game of golf. We'll provide you with big-name guests. And for instance, our first guest on this podcast, David Faraday, one of the true characters in the game of golf. And he now has left the PGA Tour and NBC, and he'll become the lead analyst for LIV, the Live Tour. And Jay, let's start with you. It is awesome to be with you. I'm excited to, to be doing this podcast every week with you. Love talking golf. And let's start with this. Um, you've played in over 700 PGA events. You know David Faraday. So your reaction to seeing him go to Live, what was it? You know, I wasn't surprised when I heard the number. You know, it's and it it's was. What's the number? Fifty. That's 50 pretty good. large. Yeah, I'd have Not been 50, like, where do I go? Where fifty do I, million. Where do I go? So is that a lifetime Some, deal, or is is it fifty million over five? Or oh, what, what we is don't it? know the terms, and 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 I, I should have asked him that. But um, uh, you know what? Here's a guy. Think about this. He he, was a, he grew up in Ireland. He was a, a really really good player. On the European tour, that gets he laughs at himself a lot. But Danny, he won. I think he won five events. Played on a uh, Ryder Cup team for the Euros, and then fell, came over to play in the U.S. and fell in love with this country. And is a huge patriot. Supports the troops and things like that. But he had a show that ran for ten years on the Golf Channel, and Comcast, and you know he's pretty much done almost everything there is to do. So this is going to give him an opportunity to make a hell of a lot of money, be the lead analyst for the first time in his career, and also reinvigorate his show and his stand-up routine and that sort of thing. And so I'm excited because I'm a huge fan. I don't like live. I, I really don't because I think it's, it's kind of fractured professional golf, but for, for, for more, I'm, I'm all for more David Faraday. Oh, I am too. I mean, I don't care if he was calling the NBA or Major League Baseball or hockey. Just to hear him and his sense of humor, which we get into in the podcast, is something that I love. And you and I have talked about this before. You played, and not, not many people realize that he was a really good player, and you played with David Faraday right alongside him. That's how we became friends. For whatever reason, when he came over to the U.S. in the late 90s and the early 80s, I mean the late 80s, early 90s, Danny, we got paired a lot together. And, you know, so we would go, you know, have a sandwich, go to the bar maybe. You know, we, we didn't go to the range and practice much after we played back then. But And, and he was just a character, and he his stories were fascinating, and, and we just got – got close we we just got we got close that way how about uh his comments on tiger he thinks he's going to i shouldn't give it away but he's tied as we all know at 82 wins so went away from becoming the all-time leader in pga uh, PGA tour wins to get to 83 and i'll give away a little bit he feels he's going to do it which i found that to be incredibly interesting because he was always the guy that was on the course following tiger going up 17 and 18 on some of the more remember, uh, remarkable and memorable tournaments and events that we've ever seen in the game of golf. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and and so I think, you know, David's probably been around for half of those. And, and um, you know, every single time, Danny, I've ever counted Tiger out, 
He stuck it in my ear. And that's what he was saying, too. Yeah, he just, he's one of those athletes that come along every so often. And it's probably multi generational. You know, one every hundred years, hundred, hundred and so years. And the things, Danny, think about this. If Tiger hadn't had the personal missteps, and I know that's a huge deal, but if he hadn't had some of the problems off the golf course, we'd be talking right now about a man that rewrote every single record book in in and on the PGA Tour, a la Wayne Gretzky and what he did for, for, for the NHL. David Faraday, in our interview, has a stunning, and I mean stunning, stat about Tiger Woods that you need to hear. I actually wrote it down, so we'll talk about it. We do our review and breakdown segment coming up, but it's it's just incredible how dominant he was in the sport, and that shows it there. So David Faraday is coming up. He'll be our guest later in the podcast. It'll be a tip segment from a PGA pro. That's my buddy over there, Jay Delsing. And we'll take a look at the latest innovations and equipment that can help everyone. And we'll also have our picks of the week as well. This is Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try. With BetterHelp, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-T-F-P-O-D today to get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. They facilitate over 5 million video sessions, voice calls, chats, and messages every month. It is easy, affordable, and private access to high-quality therapy. Since 2013, there's been over 30,000 licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapists from BetterHelp's network. Amazingly, they have helped, how about this, more than 2 million people face life's challenges to improve their mental health. So many of us believe that we don't need therapy. We don't need a therapist. However, we've heard from so many people that have used a therapist at BetterHelp and they found relief in just talking to somebody. It's impactful. So many have said they feel like a different person after working with a therapist at BetterHelp. It could be past trauma, anxiety, or just the need to talk to somebody about life. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, think BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, suited for your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Beyond the Fairways is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-T-F-P-O-D and you'll get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try and get on your way to being your best self. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. David Faraday, one of the great characters in the game of golf and the 63-year-old recently left NBC Sports to join the upstart LIV Live Tour, and he's truly one of the most popular analysts in any sport, as we talked about earlier. And Jay, let's welcome in your buddy, the great David Faraday. Hey, David, welcome to the show, and uh, thanks so much for spending a little time with us. Let's just start with this. Talk to us a little bit about why Liv was so attractive to you. It's been exciting for me, Jay. Um, I, uh, uh, as you know, I mean, I, I, uh, I've covered all four majors. Um, I've done the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup. I've done the Olympics. I've done all the playoff events. Um, you know, I played on, on both sides of the Atlantic and around the world. It was really, you know, the logical place for me to go. I mean, I've done everything else. And uh, it's been a really exciting trip, you know, so far. I feel like we've been on a kind of a pirate ship. 
know for a while but we've got the wind in our sails and uh you know it's an opportunity for me to be lead analyst and and to do uh some things that uh you know i haven't been able to do uh over over the last you know 28 years in broadcasting and that's saying a lot but because i mean besides being an accomplished player and i know you've made fun of your career most of your life but you're a hell of a player nowadays Golf has just become, I don't know, I don't want to say stagnant, but when you take Tiger Woods out of the mix, like unfortunately has been happening, it just doesn't do the same for everybody, does it? Well, I think uh, 96 when he showed up, he, you know, I mean, every now and then uh, someone comes along who changes the game. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he's responsible for the standard of play that, that we see. These days, uh, you know, it, the, it's phenomenal uh, the way that these kids play the game. They're so much better than we used to be. Um, uh, you know, so not having Tiger is, you know, uh, you know he's, he's getting on, you know, it uh, makes me feel old. You know, I'll be 65 next time. Um, and, uh, but, you know, we, we have tremendous players out there. Um, I, I just hope that we can uh, get to a place you know, where all the best players in the world can play together again. Uh, you know, that's that's my eventual hope for this. You know, David, there's so many people, though, that miss seeing you every Saturday or they miss your show. Now, they're going to be able to see that with Liv. And I guess the question would be, why did you why did you jump to Liv? Was it is simply money? Was it the opportunity? Was it a change of scenery for you? What was it for, for David Faraday? You know, it was an opportunity to do something different. Um, uh, to be a lead analyst, you know, for the first time in my career, um, and you know, to be involved with the, you know, the development of, of uh, you know, the game in a different format. Um, I uh, I've been in this this game for 50 years now. Um, you know, traveling uh, around the world, and you know, I've been in the United States for nearly 30 years now, and um, it was really the logical place for, for me to go. Uh, you know, because I, I felt like I'd done everything else. Do you like to be interviewed or do you like to be the guy that, you know what, you get to interview the other person? What's more fun for you? I, I think, you know, the interviewing, um, you know, for me, I, I kind of miss my show uh, that was uh, on the golf channel for 10 years. Uh, but we're, we're going to re, uh, revamp that and right. do a show with Liv. Um, that's, uh, it's going to be more of a travel law, but we're, you know, hoping to get that, uh, on the air, you know, in, in the coming months. So, uh, yeah, I always enjoyed the interview part of it. Who's been the best one that you interviewed? You sat down a guy and you went, holy smokes, that was unbelievable. You know, I had so many holy smokes moments. Um, it, uh, and I interviewed more than 160 people. Wow. Uh, every time I, uh, every time I, I, I think. Uh, of someone that was amazing, like a Bill Russell, who, uh, you know, he just changed my, my attitude. You know, he, he, he affected my life. Just the two days that I, I spent with Bill Russell, Condoleezza Rice, well, what an extraordinary human being, uh, uh, you know, and to be able to spend time with her. And, and then there, there were, you know, the actors, you know, Matthew McConaughey and Sam Jackson and Don Cheadle, and, um, the comedians, you know, George Lopez, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, Tom Watson, who changed my life, you know, has been a big brother to me um, over over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, 
it's been uh, it was an amazing ride. It really was. Uh, Jack Nicholas, you know, who fished me out of the Indian River. Um, uh, oh, boy, there's just too many to even think about. David, what one of the things, and, and I so enjoyed your interviewing, but one of the things that will never leave my mind is what Bill Russell said to you when you said, what sort of advice would you give to, an, uh, I think you said, a, a young athlete coming into their sport? And, you know, I was spending some, you know, kind of a long, um, you know, piece of, uh, you know, sports advice or, or uh, you know, career you know, changing advice or whatever. And he just, he looked at me and he scratched the sort of stubble and his gray chin while he looked, he said, be kind. And, you know, the, the two most important words maybe in the English language are, are be kind. And, you know, with the atmosphere that we've got uh, these days in America, and not just in America, believe me, I've just been in the UK and, and it's, uh, there are a lot of people waiting around every corner you know, hoping to, to be a, uh, offended by something. Um, you know, I, I think if you're just, if you're just, yeah, if you're, we're being held ransom by, by a bunch of mean-spirited, uh, you, you know, people with no sense of humor. Our sense of humor has been kidnapped because you can't make fun of anybody anymore. You know, everybody's too sensitive. Well, you know, if you're just kind to, to the next person that you see, you know, and, and if that's your attitude, you know, uh, all of a sudden every problem disappears. Uh, and, you know, and Bill Russell just put it perfectly in two words for me. You uh, are amazing in terms of interviewing and you understand television and you understand how to bring the viewer in in sports television. So I'm curious, in, in being a lead analyst now with Liv, how are you going to try to change, if you can, viewership for the golf fan out there and bring them in and maybe bring a non-golf fan in and make them a fan of golf by being a lead analyst with Liv? What what can you do to change the viewership, if you if you know what I'm trying to say here, and make it a little bit different than what we've been seeing you know, the last 10 or 20 years? Well, I think the thing for, for lead analysts all over, you know, to uh, try to you know, to uh, not protect, you know, that's probably the wrong word, you know, but uh, be less than honest, if you like, you know, when they're, when they're talking about, uh, you know, players and, and, you know, what they may be thinking and, uh, you know, uh, what may be affecting the way that they're playing. Uh, you know, I, I'm hoping just to be flat out, you know, dead straight honest. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that players won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, get, but David, you know, guys get pissed. You've been yeah. in that spot. They get pissed off when you do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. You know, every now and then you will. Uh, but uh, I really only ever had a, had a problem, you know, with, with, uh, with Monty <laughs> when, it, when it came to that. You know, because, hey, if, if I make fun of someone, you know, it's not, it's not their reaction you know, that, that, that really matters. It's, um, well, sorry, it is their reaction that matters. Uh, and, you know, if they're offended by it, you know, you, you, it's, being offended is something that you choose to be. You know, you have to choose to be offended. You know, it's not like somebody sticks a knife in you, oh, that hurts. You know, you have to think of it one way or the other. You know, should I let that offend me or should I actually run with it? And, you know, by your reaction, that's how you'll be judged by everybody else. You know, so I'm in the elevator, 
uh, this is a few months ago. Uh, I can't remember where it was. I think it was in Tampa. And uh, I, I, I'm in the elevator by myself, and it stops uh, on, like, the fifth floor on the way down to the lobby, and the door is open, and it's the biggest man I have ever seen in my entire life. The, the elevator door is open. You couldn't see all of them. You know, this, guy had, this guy had to weigh 600 pounds, you know, and uh, he, he, you know, sidles, he almost had to turn sideways to get into the elevator, you know, and I move into the back, whatever he gets in, and you could just hear the cables taking the strain, you know, when he get in, and he turned and looked with a dead straight face and said, are we going down? I said, we fucking are not. You know? and, he, and, and he, but but he laughed. He laughed, you know, and I immediately <laughs> wanted to throw my arms. I wanted to throw my arms a halfway around him, you know. Um, oh, my God. It, uh, you know, th- those are the people in life that you love, you know, where, I mean, the guy could have punched me in the mouth, you know, and I, I would have thought less of him. And those I mean, he laughed, and, we, we, you know, we had a chat on the way down, and uh, he's a great guy, you know, an amazing person underneath all of that that stuff and i have great empathy for people who are overweight um i had a gastric bypass surgery uh years and years ago otherwise i'd weigh you know 350 um and it, it's the it's i have empathy for people who are have that addictive personality as well uh, i mean food is is the hardest uh, addiction to kick because it's unlike any other drug um you have to use it you have to use a certain amount of it, you know, so I, I think it's probably, you know, harder to kick than meth or, or heroin. David, one of the things that you said that is so true about playing on the PGA Tour is that the guys out there, when they find your soft spot and the, and they judge your reaction to that, if they know they're under your skin, you're cooked. Man, you are absolutely hosed. Oh, and, yeah. and, 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 and I loved what you just said about, the, the choice and it's so true and we've all had those guys that you know get get so rubbed the wrong way when you start giving them grief you can't stop it's so much fun well that's right you know but uh, you know eventually most of them come around and and realize you know that that you know it is you know it, it's all in fun uh, and you know by your reaction is, is, is how you're judged when you think of your time with tiger and you had a lot of time with Tiger on the course. I'm not so sure what you had off the course. I'm not sure many people have had a lot of time off the course with him. What comes to mind for David Faraday? Obviously, a lot of time with him on the course right at the leading edge. You know, I was with CBS for, for 19 years. And every time, you know, Tiger was, was on the air, it was either Peter Costas or myself you know, that, that was, was with him. And uh, I, I spent a fair bit of time with him off. Uh, you know, away from the camera as well. And, uh, you know, he's a complicated character. Um, I, as well as I know him, I, I really don't know him that well. Uh, he, uh, I'm not sure anybody does. He had a complex. No, I'm, I'm not sure anybody does either. You know, he, he put up such an iron dome um, that uh, in order to be as good as he was, it was almost a prerequisite. You know that he uh, that he had that hard shell uh, around him, and I, I think uh, a lot of a lot of it too was you know we forced him to be that way by following him everywhere with a camera. Uh, you know he didn't get a minute's peace. You know so uh, 
you know, between that and, uh, you know, the, the fact that he was, uh, you know, has been over the years so badly managed, um, you know, that, uh, you know, it is, it's difficult. Uh, you, you know, there were times when I just wanted to, to, to grab him and say, look, just spend five, ten minutes with me here, you know, and show a little vulnerability. It would have gone such a long way, uh, you know, to helping people to understand who he is. David, for me, it was so hard to watch play out in the public eye. The, you know, it's been called the karma, the greatest karma sandwich of all time. You know, with with what happened to him after Thanksgiving in '09 and all of that jazz. But for someone that that did so much for us, for the game for our sport you know if if this thing doesn't happen every single rule i mean every single record in our rule book in our in our history books is going to be undone by this guy he he'd have had david i don't think there's any question in my mind he'd had between 25 and 35 majors in 150 tournaments it's, uh, amazing how good he was and how much better he was than everybody else I think uh, in, in the official world golf rankings, which are now irrelevant, so that's another story. Um, you know, the guy who, who was second in the world, you know, for a long time was Ernie Els. For a while, it was Vijay Singh. For a while, I think it was Phil. Uh, you know, but at one point, you know, the gap in points between him and the guy who was second was the same as the gap in points between the guy who was second and the guy who ranked 1,000th. In wow. the world, oh my I, God! You know, and, and that uh, that uh, to me, along with you know the cuts made, um, you know the the amount of majors is one thing, but I mean he holds so many other records um, that that will never be beaten. No one's ever going to make 143 cuts in a row. You know, you know from now until the end of time, you know uh, that's not going to happen. So I mean, for me. It was just such a privilege to be around him and, and to, be, to be as close as I got to him, uh, you know, for so many years. You know, to be at the leading edge of that and, and be able to see it up close and in person was, was just uh, it was such a privilege. Hey, David, hang tight. We have breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right, David. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. You could use it. You have facial hair. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard and your look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code BTF for Beyond the Fairways. Manscaped.com, promo code BTF, 20% off and free shipping. No one likes a beard, so say goodbye to all that stubble trouble with Manscaped Pro Beard Kit. And it all starts with the Beard Hedger, and this thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. Cordless trimmer, rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting links. 20, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard, so get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. What I love about it is that it is waterproof, so you can shave in the shower, avoid all that hair in the sink, and the Pro Kit doesn't end there. They have created four dermatologists 
tested formulations for your post-trim care. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So get 20% off. It's all at Manscaped, free shipping, and use the code BTF, boy, Thomas, Frank, BTF, that stands for Beyond the Fairways at Manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code BTF. Manscaped Beer Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. David, you, you said something a moment ago that really struck me. You said he was badly managed. And you talked about, hey, maybe show your, your vulnerability. If you were to manage him, put yourself in that, that spot, in that position, what would you have done? What would you have said to Tiger? How would you have? potentially managed him having had a chance to be in the media been a player understand what he was in to an extent of those shoes what what would you have done with him well the first thing I would them was you know to have me interview him not Oprah you know <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> hell yeah absolutely and, and you know my first question would have been like dude seriously what were you thinking and you know for, for, for to have him just honestly answer that you know and I don't know what the answer was like god you know I don't know I've just I let it get, I let it run away from me, you know, and, and, uh, I, I, you know, I'm an addict. Um, I have that addictive gene, uh, and I'm you know, going to do my best to, to, to navigate my way through this, you know, and hopefully, you know, people will forgive me and, you know, cause people did, it just took too long. Um, it, uh, he, he receives some bad advice. You know, a time from yes, man, you know, people that just wanted to maintain their position within, you know, his, his little organization there, you know, that, that was around him. Um, I'm not talking about the massive organization, you know, the Tiger Woods Foundation, and he's done so much good and, you know, helped educate so many children. You know, it, it's, it's hard to, to, to put a price on that. It, it really is and as Jay says, you know what what he's done for the rest of us. Um, you know we should uh, we should form a human carpet of golfers' buttocks that he could wear hard. <laughs> <stuff to. laughs> oh know, my to, gosh! To the first tee. You know, it's, yeah. uh, David. What what the the people that he brought into the game, the excitement that he brought into the game. The I, I mean, and I didn't. I'm old, but I wasn't old enough to get to play in Jack's prime. But there was nothing like that. We had you and I had never experienced anything like that sort of excitement on a golf course. Whether it was the Bay Hill Classic and him making another putt on 18, or you know him making a a birdie in the third round of a U.S. Open somewhere, the amount of people that he brought in, it it, it was staggering. I can remember playing in the. Um, I was 46. I played in the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, and his dad had just died. And our, our fathers had actually passed away on the same day, coincidentally. And I had left a note in his locker, and we had said a few things. But I had my children with me at Wingfoot, and we were out on Tuesday afternoon. And all of a sudden, I mean, it seemed like out of nowhere, but probably a, a horde of 20, 15 or 20,000 people were moving towards the practice tee. And my daughter said, Dad, what is going on? I said, Tiger's going to practice. It's the only thing, David, that it could have been unless there was, you know, a tsunami or something coming in Westchester County. It was a natural phenomenon. There was no question about that. It was like he was a, uh, a magnet 
you know, that, that drew, you know, so many people uh, towards the game uh, and, you know, brought a lot of eyeballs to the screen that might not otherwise have been there. Um, you know, winning majors, winning tournaments, and just, you know, you expected so much of him, uh, and he delivered on, on so many occasions, you know, it, it, unlike any player in history. Do you think he has one more win in him to get to that elusive one more win? I think he does, yeah. I, in fact, it would surprise me um, if, uh, if he doesn't win again. I know he's not going to play very much, but he's not going to play at all unless he thinks he can win. And the only mistake that I've ever made in, in my commentary about Tiger Woods is when I've underestimated him. Yeah. Man, that is so true. I have counted him out. I, I can remember when his, he was struggling with his back, and, you know, that we were told getting that back fusion but was a career-ender. He comes back, and it, it made all the yeah. difference in the world. The guy comes back with all the speed. Suddenly his glutes were firing again, thank God, and uh, off he went. <laughs> And I, I, I mean, for the life of me, I couldn't figure that out. He's just a, a creature from another planet. I, uh, I, 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 nobody has ever seen anything like him. And my children won't see golf like that. Their children probably won't see golf like that. You know, it's, uh, it's just a once in a millennia, uh, you know, that kind of experience. David, we'll we'll wrap it up here with a couple more minutes, couple more questions for you. Do you see? a time in which Liv and, and PGA, uh, the PGA Tour, that they come together, that uh, effectively this becomes uh, a United Tour or a World Tour or, or however it comes together. But do you see this coming together where we truly do have the best players in the world coming together on a, uh, a collective tour to where we see everybody back together the way it should be? I, I don't see them coming together, Danny, but I do see you know players on both sides being able to play and in, in one or the other, you know, um, and, and I think that's uh, that, that's pretty good. It's as good as we can hope for. And, uh, you know, if the live players uh, can find a way to earn official world golf ranking points again, well, then, you know, the, the world golf rankings come, come back to relevance. And um, I, I think that's the most important thing because, you know, majors and, uh, you know, they want to see the best field. Um, they deserve to have the best field. And uh, if you've got a player like Dustin Johnson who's ranked 300th in the world, well, it kind of makes a mockery of it. You know, so we have to find a way where, uh, you know, our guys, you know, can play in, in relevant golf tournaments around the world. A couple of things. I, 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 we talked about your show, and I know people that are listening are going to be so excited. Give us a little bit of time frame when we can expect, but to see you back uh, doing your thing, I, uh, I personally can't wait. We're not sure the shape of the show yet. There's a bunch of us kind of work, throwing ideas around, you know, but I would hope by the middle of, uh, of next year, you know, we would, uh, we would have something to put on the air. And for me, finally, Jay and I are, are intimately involved in our community with the military uh, in, in the middle of America and, and obviously in St. Louis and Missouri, but uh, you have done just incredible, incredible amounts of work with the military uh, for the United States. And it's just remarkable, the amount of money and awareness that you have raised for uh, veterans, fallen soldiers, the men and women of our military, and, and you're to be commended for that. And, and so, uh, David, what, what are you doing now? What, what's happening with that, and, and how can people get involved? Because, again, you're to be commended for everything you've done with that. I'm just about to go and see. Uh, a ranger, uh, uh, Victor Van Dam, uh, uh, 
wounded sniper um, who's uh, got, you know, an adapter of mine for a suppressor. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, I love it. You know, there, there are five reasons why th- this country is great, and they are Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard. Uh, and five reasons only it has nothing to do with politicians it's got nothing to do with business people you know it's it's about our armed forces they're the reason that we have the freedom you know that we have the the ability to have lives that we have Um, every time we've fallen back on them you know they've come through and uh, you know for me just the opportunity to be around them uh, is the greatest honor of, of my life uh, a Troops First Foundation, and Jay has been tremendously helpful uh, with me. You know, our, our fundraising events, uh, our efforts at Oakmont, where the people have been incredible, uh, with George Strait, um, who uh, has put on an event each year for us for the last 11 years, and um, raised millions of dollars. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're continually trying to to improve the lives of, of uh, the kids uh, that, that need us and we're, uh, our efforts in suicide prevention, you know, continue with Operation Warrior Call. We provide service dogs. Um, and uh, it, it, like I say, it's just the greatest honor of my life. David, I got to tell you, we love talking golf. I love having dinner with you. I love where the hell our conversations go. God only knows where we go. But honestly <laughs> and truthfully, the way that I feel, hanging around our, our men and women heroes that have come back without an arm, no eye, all of these scars, both you know emotional and physical, the way I feel around them changed my life. It, it, it's, it's impossible to say enough in some sort of stupid words to make it make any sense. But these folks, these heroes – have the greatest attitude and such admiration and respect for our country and our flag. It's changed me, and I and I and I'm so grateful. Yeah, me too. And you know how we started this conversation about people being offended, um, you know, and having no sense of humor. Their their sense of humor is extraordinary. You know, these kids that come home broken, uh, you know, burned badly missing limbs, you know, with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. I tell them I have PTSD. I have pre-traumatic stress disorder. I'm pretty sure something shitty is going to happen. I have just no idea when. <laughs> but but they, they, uh, they, they have that incredible sense of humor that, that, that makes you admire them even more. And, and I know that you know Brandon Morocco, um, uh, Jay, um, who, uh, who came back from Iraq with, uh, with no arms and no legs. Uh, you know, he, lo- he lost all four limbs. He was the first American serviceman to survive such an injury. And, uh, you know, Brandon, for, uh, for the first few months um, of his uh, physical therapy, he did it in a swimming pool. So we called him Bob. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And, and Brandon laughs, you know. And, uh, you know, w- when, he, when he got his double arm transplant, um, he, uh, he had a double arm transplant, which was successful. And uh, he received the arms of a 16-year-old girl who was tragically, you know, killed in a, in a vehicle accident. You know, so we told him he wasn't allowed to touch himself until he was 18. <laughs> and, you know, and, and Brandon laughs. You know, so, you know, if Brandon uh, can laugh, 
you know, don't tell me, you know, that, you know, if you're uh, one of these marginalized groups you know, or whatever, you know, that gets so offended you know, that, that you can't laugh. Give me a break. A couple of more minutes with David Faraday coming up. A reminder that Beyond the Fairways is brought to you by BetterHelp. You heard it earlier in the podcast. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-T-F-P-O-D. Again, BetterHelp.com, B as in boy, T-F-P as in Paul, O-D, and get 10% off this month. Well, it, it is something that so many people are talking about. It is the world's largest therapy service. It's easy, affordable, gives you private access to high-quality therapy. How about this? Since 2013, there's been over 30,000 licensed, accredited, and board-certified therapists from BetterHelp's network. It's impactful, and it's entirely online to fit your schedule. They want to help you. They have found relief, many people, in just talking to somebody. It's impactful. And so many have said they feel like a different person thanks to BetterHelp after working with their therapists. Again, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-T-F-P-O-D today and get 10% off your first month. David, uh, is there a way that people can support you that are listening to this around the country? Uh, is there a website they can do, go to, phone number? Where, where can they uh, can find out your events and, and go support you? Yeah, I, I go to uh, um, you will uh, You'll find out uh, all of the uh, info that you need. And, uh, you know, we're very appreciative of any support that we get. I gotta, I gotta wrap up with this though. I got now. I have a final question. Yeah. Dead or alive, military member that you would love to interview? Um, well, you know that there are a lot of, of people, in the and, and uh, you know, uh, around the periphery of the military, uh, people like Churchill. Yeah. Um, you know uh, what I wouldn't have given to have spent the you know, R and his company. Um, people like Thomas Jefferson, uh, you know, uh, just uh, heroes of mine. Um, Chesty Puller, uh, the, the legendary Marine. Uh, boy, I mean, that's a difficult one. That's almost as hard to, to answer as, as, you know, who's my favorite interview. I but, bet. Uh, really, I, I, I'm, uh, you know, Ray Odierno, who was the chief of the Army. Uh, passed away uh, uh, fairly recently. Uh, was a great friend of mine. I would love to have been able to spend another hour with Ray. Um, so many, you know. But I, I'm happy, and, and I'm happiest when I'm in their company. That's for sure. This has been just awesome to visit with you, and fascinating. Congratulations on what you're doing with Live, but more importantly, what you're doing for our fallen soldiers and our really are truly our heroes. So thank you so much, David. This has been incredible. Love you, buddy. You too, buddy. Yeah, we'll see you down the road. That's David Faraday. Incredible visit with him. Hope you enjoyed that. So, Jay, hold your thoughts. I know we got a lot of things to get into as we break it down with David, but uh, lots to get into. I mean, he had a ton of different content in there that I, I want to break down with you, a guy that has played in so many, many tour events and played for so long on tours. So there's a ton to get into coming up, and this is Beyond the Fairways. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. That is better than most. Better than most. Maybe. Yes, sir. 
it is. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Man, oh man, oh man. Where do you start with David Faraday? What was your takeaway from our visit with David? Oh my gosh, first I'm still laughing about his He's talk awesome. about the elevator. You know... Um, and the pool. And the gotta, pool. And yep. That's the thing I took. you got to laugh at yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, he, he talked. It's interesting how he's able to weave some of the things that we're dealing with in society, Danny, with sport, with life, and try to poke fun at it, where he said, you know, around every corner, someone's waiting to be offended. You know, and he is the person that wants to offend them in a loving kind of chuckling and way and give you a hug right. with it. And, and, and that's one of the things in our world today, Danny, it's almost impossible to be a character anymore. We have social media. We have all these different platforms where people are peeking in your bushes and waiting for you to, you know, kick your dog or fall down and make fun of you and, and, and put you on the national headlines. And what I love about him is his candor. He's, he's, he's very frank and, and very honest about things. So you mentioned a key word, candor, and he says that's something that he will have in being the number one analyst for Live, how I mean, you were on tour, man, for a long time. How I mean, Johnny Miller did it. I mean, he he would go after guys if he didn't like what they were doing or what they were hitting or how they were going to hit a particular shot. He just he just called them out. How far do you think David Faraday can go? Because he's got a great relationship with these players too. He he really does. And see, here's the difference. Johnny had an extreme, in my opinion, an extremely condescending tone. Everybody that knows you massage it a little bit. Everybody that knows Faraday knows he's a jokester and also knows he knows the game. And he's gonna call a bad shot just like it is. He's not gonna and Danny, none of the players are going to get pissed at him calling saying you hit a bad shot when you did. We know we had a bad shot. It's Johnny's way of saying, oh, I could have done it so much better. That's the sort of thing that used to irritate us about Johnny Miller. A couple things about when he was talking about Tiger that I loved, and this was the stat that uh, I mentioned earlier in our, our podcast, but the gap in points between Tiger and the number two player at one point was the same in the gap in points between the number two player and number 1,000. That's staggering. How does that happen? That's just staggering. So That's so, got to be one of the most ridiculous stats in the history of sports. It, it's true, Denny. I read another stat the other day, too, that talked about the number of under par strokes Tiger had in majors. And it was like 200 and something, right around 200. Wow. And the next person was about 325 short of him. Wow. So Tiger is basically 325 strokes better than everybody else in a major championship. Now, Danny, one stroke determines whether you win or lose. 300? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And the length of time Tiger spent is world number one is just, it, it blows. It never the, will happen again. Nothing close. 143 consecutive cuts. That's the other one that stood out to me. I mean, you, you can... As a professional athlete, as a weekend duffer, you're, you're allowed to have those bad days, right? And sometimes you string them along and you don't make a cut. Dustin Johnson didn't make cuts. Guys like that that are best in the world don't make cuts. 143 in a row. The great Jack Nicholas missed cuts. Right. And the thing that, 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 that stood out to me with Tiger and watching him, Danny, is he never gave up on anything. You know, there were days where I'm like, man, my left hand feels like my right foot and my body just is not working and I just want to get out of here. And this guy, 
he's got a 70-footer for double bogey, and it's like his life depends on it. I love, too, in David Faraday talking about his TV show, who he really enjoyed interviewing. I said, you know, first of all, I said, do you like interviewing or being interviewed? He said, I like interviewing. But I, And then we said, you know, who's been the one that stood out? And he talked about the, the late, great Bill Russell, be kind. You know, he said, just be kind. Be a nice person. I, I just I get goosebumps thinking about that. Well, well, because you think there's going to be all this wisdom that here's a man who was wise, Bill Russell, and who's extremely revered by nearly everyone that ever met or played with him. And you thought that he was going to say, you know, take care of your body, do your training, do this, you know, work on the game, respect the game. He said two words. He says, be kind. And that's it. I, uh, I'll wrap up this thought on David Faraday. Is he enough to move the needle for live? Now, they, they've got a new TV deal that was announced uh, about six weeks ago, so at least they have a TV deal. It's not going to be hard for fans, if they want to watch DJ or some of these great players play, um, to go and see them because it'll be on, a, you know, on, your t- on your TV. You're not digging through the Internet and trying to figure out how to stream and all that other stuff. It's there for you. The question, though, would be, is a guy like David Faraday, along with some of the big-name players of today, enough to move the needle in the game of golf, but specifically David Faraday? I think that's really the question. That's the million-dollar question. I mean, um, having Faraday as the lead analyst is going to be irreverent, you know, and it kind of fits with this tour. What kind of staying power and lasting power is this tour going to have? And, Danny, the other thing that's really important to see is what sort of modifications are they going to make on that tour? Because in order for them to start getting world golf ranking points, which is monumental – you know, there's there's going to probably have to be some sort of cut, which means they're going to have to add players to the field, which means, you know, 48 players in a non-cut situation, it still seems like an exhibition to me. That's right. Beyond the fairways, wherever you may be, mark us down. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We've got great guests coming up, and that was one of the uh, the fun ones that we'll have, and that's David Faraday. Coming up, going to ask Jay some simple questions to get golfers going for their season. Wherever you're taking in this podcast, maybe cold where you're at, so we'll get into that. It's March. Weather is starting to change, and some of Jay's insights, they're coming up. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the new, brand new, Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard and that great look that you have. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet. By going to manscaped.com and using the code BTF, you'll get 20% off, also free shipping. That's code BTF, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. There are 20 hair-cutting links. It is waterproof. The titanium-coated T-blade, tough on hair but smooth on your face. Beard shampoo and conditioner. The Manscapes Beard Oil. You also have the Beard Balm. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. 20% off. Free shipping with the code BTF at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Manscaped.com, use the code BTF. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 links. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tips segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing. 
and four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster, Dan McLaughlin. All right, Jay, around the country, the weather, it's starting to change. So we're based in St. Louis, as you mentioned. Sometimes you get the good days. Sometimes you get the bad days. It's cold. You're stuck inside, which I'm going to ask you about in just a moment. So simple tips, and you played in over 700 PGA events. That's incredible. So simple tips when getting the clubs out for the first time, like I'll be doing, what are you trying to do to get your golf game going? Well, the biggest thing is let's hope that you didn't sit on your butt all winter long and gain and gain a bunch of weight. And so let's say let's say you're in a cold weather place like we are, Danny. The best thing you can do if you don't have access to a simulator or you don't have access to some sort of indoor practicing is to stretch. And it's a it's not sexy, it's, but it can help so much as we age, your hamstrings especially. Because what I see is the number one thing that starts limiting golfers' ability to still bomb it is their inability to stay flexible, which cuts down on their speed, which, in fact, then they lose distance. And that's the first thing that people ask me, how can I regain my distance? What is the hardest part then to get back? Is it the distance when you first grab the clubs out of the closet or your garage, you go back out there, you hit one, you're going, wait a minute. Like in my case, Jay, of course, I was bombing at like 330, and now I'm down to like 290 off the tee. So wait a minute. All right, let me me start that over. Uh, (laughs) So I'm at 220 and now at 200. Let's let's off the tee. So that happens. You know what? What is the hardest part though to get back when you when you all of a sudden the weather changes? You're like, hey, I want to get my game back and I'm going out there. Yeah, it's the golf muscles. You know, you you haven't been out. The weather's lousy. You might get to sneak out uh, uh, outside occasionally when it warms up a little bit, or you might even get a you know book a, a golf trip with the buddies. But it's your golf muscles. They they're they're just not the typical sort of muscles that you use even if you stay fit in the gym you know because you can still stay strong but you're not using a lot of your obliques you're not lose using a lot of the rotary sort of things that you need to turn and 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 help you hit the golf ball solidly and then further so exercises that you did you just mentioned like you know your obliques i'm assuming stomach muscles back those have to be uh, prevalent when you're talking about the game of golf. Yeah, ab- absolutely, Danny. So we want to keep our hamstring as loose as possible. Our hamstrings as loose as possible, and that's an easy one. You can lay on your, on the floor, on your back, put a towel on the end of your foot, and just try to stretch it and straighten it up as much as you can. Gently. Don't pull real hard. The other thing is sit-ups. We want to try to keep our stomach muscles and abs as tight as we can. And for people like me that lost their butt muscles about 15 years ago, <laughs> I don't know what to do. But, <laughs> but if you know of anything that can help me get my ass back, I'll take those. I don't know. I, I, I don't want it back. Just, yeah. like, just sit there like that. Uh, what do you do inside? Like if you're if you're, uh, let's say you want to work on your putting, or if you want to look at seeing where you're taking, you know, you're taking the club back, those kind of things with a mirror, are, are people doing a lot of that kind of stuff? Absolutely, and and the putting is the putting is one of the few things that's not overly complicated and hard to work on inside because you want to get a front facing mirror. So meaning you as you look up from the ball, you take your putting stance and you look that. You look up from your ball. That mirror is directly across from you on the wall. You want to look, check your hand position. So, Danny, you need to have your hands at least at at least at the ball. You don't want to have them more than an inch in front of the ball, and you do not want them behind the ball. They can be on the very back edge of the ball. That's as far back as they can. So, you have a nice little inch to one and a half inch 
room to play with for your hands there. And then work on your length of your stroke. So guys, a, a really cool, easy thing to think of with your putting is let's mirror our backstroke to our follow through. Meaning if I'm going to, if you're going to make any sort of discrepancies in there, take it a little bit shorter on your backstroke and a little bit longer on your through stroke to keep you accelerating. It's a real simple tip, Danny, but it's really important. And the last thing is folks, don't let your face of your putter open and close wildly. It stays very, very square to the line and doesn't come open or close much at all. We'll have a tip segment every single week, and that is our tip segment for week one. Up next, what are the latest innovations in golf that took place this past winter to help anybody's game? We'll get into that in just a moment. The world of golf is ever-evolving. It's time for Equipment and Innovations in Golf. On Beyond the Fairways. The game of golf is always changing. Innovations in the game of golf equipment. I mean, Jay, when you were first playing on tour, you're using a wooden head for your driver. Were you really? I really was. You no, were. I'm a I dinosaur. Was, I'm, an, I'm a fossil. I didn't even mean it. I was just trying to be a smartass about it. <laughs> no. Danny, I'll never forget when the first oh, when the first Great Big Bertha came out. We're like, oh. you got to be kidding me. I know. You had to look down at that thing. It had to look like a beach ball. It, it did. You know, it did, and then you then you went back to your wooden headed thing, and you look like holy cow! There's no place to hit the ball with this uh, this old driver. I love what we are going to get into, which is Rapsodo, and we mentioned earlier we're from St. Louis, Missouri, so Rapsodo, uh, much of that has been designed coming out of the city of St. Louis, but this is now being used in every sport to get spin rates, to get velocity, to get all that kind of stuff, and that's obviously. Very, very important in the game of golf. Oh, my gosh. It's everything in the game of golf. And then with the, the, the Tiger era, Danny, came all of these launch monitors, track man, flight scopes, all of these high-powered um, computers that, that break down the swing and high speed and, and, and um, uh, show you what your club face is doing, show you contact, all those things that we could never do before. But Rapsodo and Archu and his team um, have developed a spin rate component to the Rapsodo. So uh, imagine a device standing about the size of our phones that fits in your pocket. You slap it right down on the range and it, and it records your shot data for you. And now they've been able to incorporate spin. It's a game changer. How does it change the game though? I mean, you're saying game changer. People hear that it's a, a term that's loosely used for a lot of different things in life. You say, well, that's a game changer, but how is this changing the game of golf? So it gives the players the awareness to figure out what their spin, what, what their ball is actually doing because they don't have a, a trained eye to tell. And what I mean by that is you could stand out there, you can be a good player and everything is going well, except your driver just doesn't seem to match up with the other clubs in your bag because it's going so high. Well, Danny, it's going high because it has two much spin on it and this machine will verify that for you and say to you man we've got to work on something here we got to get a different shaft here's what's happening that's going to cause that's cause you to impart too much spin on your drive because the tour players 
drive this ball. They launch it at a it, it, it's somewhere between six degrees of launch and fifteen degrees of launch, and the ball comes off like a, a rocket ship, high sure Danny does. with no spin. And what most amateurs will do is they'll hit this ball that starts out low, Danny, and rises, and that is that is not optimum. And this Rapsodo will help folks. Um, figure that out. It also will help them with their short game. So everybody's wanting to figure out how do I spin the ball? It's about contact. It's about approach of the, 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 the wedge coming into the ball correctly. And if the ball doesn't have the correct amount of spin on it, Danny, it's not going to react the way you want it to once it hits the green. So you mentioned it can fit in your pocket. I'm assuming then it can probably get tied into your phone you know, if you want to look at that and keep it uh, categorized and what you're trying to look at, and you go to the range, you put that baby down, and you're doing what the pros are doing. Oh, my gosh, absolutely, and that's the beauty of it. So you're going to have this data available to you. And let's say um, you're a really good player, but you're not all that versed in in and what is right and what is wrong. You take it to someone that is versed. You look it up and they help you. It's the first step into really breaking down your game to in a, in a different level like a tour player would. Do tour players, are they oh, – so if let's say I'm watching – uh, this weekend, and and they're they're out on the range, and the the camera is following all the guys, and you see maybe eight guys hitting balls, and they, they've got their caddy there, they maybe have their coach there. Is Rap Soto being put down there when oh, they're warming up? Oh yeah, there's Rap Sotos, there's TrackMan, all of these devices that track these spin rates, these launch angles, Danny. It also measures your club face in terms of being open and closed, uh, in relation to being square, which is everything in terms of trying to hit the ball straight. So you won't – if when they scan the range at the Bay Hill Classic this week, you won't you, – you, there's no way you'll get off that screen without seeing several of these devices out there. It's pretty amazing. Final segment coming up. The PGA Tour has a stop, as Jay mentioned, down in Florida. We'll give you our picks coming up. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week? It's time for the picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. PGA Tour will stop at the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill. 7,381 yards. You got ponds, you got Bermuda grass, and a great challenge in Orlando, Florida. It's our pick segment. Of course, if you want to make money, you might want to uh, listen to my picks. If you're going to lose, you might listen to Jay, even though he did play in 700 PGA Tour events, over 700. By the way, I, I have a question for you. I, I, I am so curious about this. Did guys have side bets going on during tournaments? No, not really. Oh, stop. Not really. Uh, I think Not even probably, dinner or something? You're in a foursome with a guy, and you're like, hey, let's go to dinner after this, and uh, you know, whoever shoots uh, whatever, I'm, I'm you know, You'd be the surprised winner. at how few guys really like to gamble. Really? Back in the, now, there were guys like Jim Thorpe and Lee Trevino. Nobody wanted to gamble with them because they couldn't beat them. You know, but for the most part – Danny, the guys were pretty square. Really? Yep. There'd really? be a few guys here and there. I mean, if you said, um, if you walked up to the first seat, no on, one would you're turn. Playing it. golf, you got to put a few bucks down. But on. you think about it. There's no point because if you win the tournament, you, back in the you know you win a million dollars. Who cares about dinner? <laughs> right. I'll buy everybody dinner well, if I win true. the tournament. I didn't think about it that yeah, way. That it's is like true. I, I, I just I made the putt on 18 and made an extra fifty thousand dollars. I'll buy you. A, a hat, clothes, whatever the hell you want. I got you. Yeah. Um, the key to playing Bay Hill, so Bermuda grass, yeah. 
Uh, you're, you're now we're on the Florida swing, so to speak. The Honda's done. You know it can get breezy down there this time of year. So what what is it like? What's the key to playing that that course, and who does it favor this weekend? Well, so playing golf in Florida in the springtime, you're usually going to deal with some sort of wind. Every once in a while, Orlando will get this pristine weather with no wind. So that 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 really comes into play. Typically, the guys from Texas and the guys from Florida have a little bit of advantage, but the good players, they know how to play in the wind. You know, so you're always going to I mean, Danny, we could pick Rory every single week. And, absolutely. And go, well, you know, here JT, we go. JT, Rory, these Ab- yeah. Absolutely. But um, but Rory the, just bombs it, so he's going to cut through the wind, and and that's what I'm sh- assuming where you're going with this, right? And he's 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 played on the European tour. He's from Ireland. There he knows go. what it's like to play in the wind. He knows what it's like to play in every damn condition. Sure. He's also won the British Open. So I mean, so so there there's that. But most of the guys on tour will will handle the conditions. It's really about what sort of game do they have that week. You know, one of the things, Danny, when I started doing TV. Um, and for I, fans who don't know, you were on the Fox coverage yeah, uh, of the I, tour. I was so good. I, I ran them right into the ground, and they lost us <laughs> after five years. But yeah, what I what I didn't realize was that the good players, their hooks and their slices just look like Mike at lousy shots. Yeah. And they missed their three-footers, too, on their bad weeks. But when I was out playing, Danny, I had my head down trying to figure my own stuff out, and I had no idea they were battling in the same way. And and it was it was really eye-opening to, to watch that. And so I'm going to say to you, you know, Rory McIlroy's B game is exceptional. Can he win on the PGA Tour with it? No. Right. He can't. So it's it's like if he doesn't putt well, Rory needs a lot of Rory's game hinges on whether he putts well. My pick this week was in a similar boat. He he had trouble winning and it was kind of like if his putter was super warm, he was going to compete. Otherwise he was going to finish in the in the middle of the pack. But it's kind of fun to just to, to just play with this and take take some shots and see how we do. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Scotty Scheffler, who oh, won it last year. The, the defending champ knows right. the course. Yeah. yeah, you know, he finished at five under last year. But I'll go with Billy Horschel as my dark horse. Um, if he had a decent final round last year. And re- do you remember the rain last year? Oh, it yeah. hit on Sunday. Brutal. Yeah, brutal it really, conditions. It did. It was, it was tough. And I, I think it, it really affected him. You mentioned guys from Florida, Texas. So... Billy Horschel, even though he went three over on the final 18, would be my guy. He was one off the lead last year, but that'd be a dark horse for me. But, again, I, I think you can take any guy and say, ah, I can make a case to, for this guy to have a shot. Oh, absolutely. Well, anybody that plays on the PGA Tour exactly. is capable of winning. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm going with uh, Tony Finau. Uh, I, 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 he's, he is in the midst of a breakout year. He's already won three times this year. You know, with the wraparound season, it's kind of hard to keep track of. But, Danny, he's taken his game to a different level. And what it is really, bud, it's a sprinkle of confidence. When when he was able to win his last event without his absolute best showing because all the competitors, as Jack Nicklaus used to say, just get me in that position. Yeah. And some of these wins are going to fall in my lap. Well, basically one fell in his lap because everybody struggled trying to close. And and Tony Finau just stayed the course, made a bunch of pars, and didn't make mistakes and wound up winning again. So I'm going with Finau, and my dark horse is going to be Thagala. I love this kid. He's out of Pepperdine. He's got a, he's got unusual action. I think he's great. 
great for the game. His parents are of Indian descent. I, I just love all of the different um, uh, mixes of, of, of guys that are being able to play professional golf. Now, I think it's fantastic. You mentioned Jack. How did he win 18 majors? That's unbelievable. So if you talk, so, so and we're going to get Jack on the show, which is really going to be fun. I can't wait. But w- if you'll talk to him, he credits Barbara with about 15 of those. You know, you, we, we all know what it's like married. I've been down that road a couple of times and uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about all that. Right, we move How on. much time do we have? Yeah, let's forget it. But, you know, to have someone in your corner that is so supportive and handling life, Danny. Yeah, not easy, kids, man. Every, the the side business, all that stuff. Right, yeah. the side business. Let them concentrate kids, on golf. Right, and let, and then when you come home, you, you know, you blend them in, and 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 you make it work. It's it it takes a huge person and a huge personality, and he credits Barbara with a lot of that. You're one of my best friends in the world, and I know when we talk about golf, you love talking about your time with Arnold Palmer. So they're playing this weekend. It's his tournament, and I I would assume that. It's, it's very important for the players of even today. They may not have ever met him, but understand the history and his place in the history of the game of golf and why these guys are enjoying the, the purses that they enjoy. Yeah, Danny, the king. I, the very first time I got to play with him, it wasn't in the, it was at Bay Hill, but it wasn't in the event. He asked me to play. I hardly slept the night before. I'm walking to so the wait, tee. Wait, so he asked you to play. Yeah, he said, would you like to play with me tomorrow? That's what I'm asking. So and he's I'm asking like, you to play with him. Right. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm thinking, are you talking to me? That's awesome. And, I, I, and so I am, you know, I am ready to go. We're not ran in the morning trying to burn off some of this energy. I get to the first tee and I don't know. I feel like I should genuflect. I mean, the guy is just royalty. He walks to the tee. He was probably in his late sixties at the time, Danny. And he still looked like a, like a king. That's great. You know, and I just had so much fun with him. And I got to tell you one story. I was playing in the event, and Arnold was always walking around. It was a host, gracious, movie star. You know, it just yeah. looks like like he did. And I had had a good couple first rounds, and I was having some lunch. And uh, he came, I, I, he puts this big meat hook on my shoulder, and I'm sitting by myself. And he says, hey, I saw you had a nice you know, nice couple of rounds. And I stood up and I said, yes, sir, Mr. Palmer, and thank you for this lunch and this stuff. And he grabs me like the nuns used to grab you yeah. when you did something <laughs> wrong. And he, and he gets in there tight and he says, do you keep, do you wear that hat in your home? And I thought, what? And I said, yes, sir, Mr. Palmer. And he said, damn it, don't do that anymore. Take it off. Show some respect. This is my house. He said that to you. And Danny, I ripped this hat off my head, put it on my on the floor, you know, and I said, I'm really sorry. And he, and he, he, said, he just patted me on the shoulder and walked away. And I thought, I just got dressed down by the king, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure my face is bright red. And so I'm just sitting there trying to finish lunch and get the hell out of there. And Jeff Sluman comes over and he goes, King. He got you. He got huh? you, didn't he? And he said, <laughs> I said, yeah, man. I said, I, I didn't know. And I told him I wear the hat at the house. And he goes, yeah, he did that to me last year. I bet he he's done to everybody, me. right? Yeah. And then Willie Wood told me he got him at Brad Faxon said he got him. You know, our generation was just like that, Danny. We, yeah. we kept our hats on. And, and uh, to this day, and I walk in a pro shop, a golf shop, some, I take my take hat off. Take your hat off. Yep. I take my hat off. As, uh, I'll, never for, I'll never forget it. And I bet when you do it, you think of? The king. Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Yep, That's awesome. The best. That's good stuff. Um, this was fun, man. Oh, this my gosh. Great. Could we, do we have to end? 
It's got to end. Let's keep going. We'll, we'll do it again next week, though. Right on. I, I love it. We're going to have a lot of fun with big-name guests. And, again, our guest today, David Faraday. So we'll do tip segments. We'll do picks. We'll do innovations in the game of golf. And, again, very big names that we'll have because of Jay's connections on the PGA Tour and maybe even some non-PGA Tour players, but those that love the game of golf. And we've got a nice roll of decks of those guys coming up and gals as well. For Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin. Remember, subscribe. Get this. It's every week beyond the fairways.